Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch radio show on 96.1 FM KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard. Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. And I'm really excited to visit with you guys this morning and have you listen in on a conversation with my dear friend, Mr. Bellamino Archuleta. And we're going to visit with you all and share some of the stories of of his youth in this area. So that'll be an exciting um, visit. And we want to thank Chama Peak Land Alliance again, where responsible land stewardship starts with you all, the landowners. And we're just here as a service for you folks. And we want to thank you guys at Chama Peak Land Alliance. And again, thank you for joining us on the Farm and Ranch Show. This is Sage, and I appreciate you all making time to listen in. And we talk all things agriculture on this show, but especially the agriculture of our valley and our mountains here. Um, The opinions of the show are not necessarily those of KXJR, 96.1, or even Chama Peak Land Alliance. We will always be fair here, though, and we will report honestly. Agriculture takes many different perspectives, and we appreciate all of those perspectives. And so this morning, I want to say good morning to Mr. Bellamino. Good morning, Sage. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Bellamino, let's start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell tell our <coughs> listeners a little bit about you? My name is Jose Bellamino Chileta. I'm uh, I'm uh, raised here in in. Uh, I was born in Los Ojos in 1946. My parents were Pedro Antonio Chileta, Maria Antonia Chileta, Maldés, and uh, <coughs> I was going. I started going to school in with the nuns there in Los Ojos. Uh, they were from the east. And I learned English the hard way with the ruler. So, I, I one thing I tell you, I hate English, but I had I, I understand how to do it because it used to be with the ruler, you know. But anyway, I was growing, and at the same time, we were. Uh, uh, my dad was a sheep herder, and uh, my uncles were sheep herders. Most of them, and the, and the people around here in this area were sheep herders. Mostly were all of them, the Manzanares, the Martinez, the Archuletas, the Valdeses, the Trujillo, Garcia, Romeros, everybody. Uh, had sheep over here. At that time, we had everybody had sheep, so most of them were uh, all of us were sheep herders. We were raised with sheep. We didn't have a cows at that time. The cows came after about 19 uh, after about 1950 or whatever they came, but we all had sheep, and we used to raise them. We used to raise the sheep and take care of them. It was part of our chores to 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 take care take care of the animals. You know, if we if we didn't take care of them, we wouldn't eat. But that's uh, go to school and at the same time take care of the, our animals, you know, our sheep. So we were raised over in this area. There was a lot of a thousands and thousands of uh, sheep here in this area from here and uh, to Colorado. They raised a lot of sheep. So and then they used to, uh, uh, my dad worked with T.D. Uh, <coughs> Burns, the last T.D. Burns. He, he worked with him. I knew him. Uh, Burns the third. I knew him. 
used to have sheep and we lived, I used to live in Los Ojos there and then my dad moved to Cañones. I was about 10 years, uh, ten, uh, eight years old. I went to the seventh grade here in, in Chama and uh, my dad used to take care of the sheep of Mary Louise uh, Burns, Quarles, and then uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Burns used to take care of the sheep and I was going with the sheep. So uh, I used to love to go with, uh, with my dad to the sheep herder camps with him and uh, uh, take care of the, the guys that were taking care of the sheep. I used to go with him, he used to take me. And then we used to feed the sheep there at Burns there and we used to, every day, and uh, we used to uh, give him some, uh, some pellets, some cake mixed with wheat and corn we used to make and then, and then we used to eat, we used to chew like tobacco, we used to chew that. And also he had a small dairy there. Uh, Burns had a dairy, but a few cows and all, but mostly I was, I was, I was raised with sheep. Till the present now, I have, uh, I have some sheep, and uh, but I was, uh, like I say, uh, not everybody was sheep herders, you know, but uh, and then I had a, a chance to. I raised sheep till about. Well, I still have some, but we have them there with Ganaos del Valle. We have some sheep with Ganaos del Valle, and uh, I joined with Shepherd uh, Antonio Manzanares, and we had the. Uh, there were the poqueteros, you know, the poqueteros are uh, a small group, about 20 or 30 sheep, and we all have there the, the Aguilares, uh, Rivalices, and Martinez, the Sanchez, uh, I mean uh, Sanchez. We, has, we started the sheep program. We have, um, we uh, bought 40, uh, 1,000 permits here in, in Carson National Forest, 1,000 permits, so we all take our sheep with, with the canals, I, I joined, and now it's in, in, in 1982. So we take our ship to, to, to the mountains in Cajilón. And then we, we, bring, we bring them back. But when I was growing small, we used to share the sheep. They used to dock the sheep. Uh, and then we, were, we used to, uh, they used to put us in, in, in the sacks, you know, those seven foot, uh, seven foot sacks uh, made out of uh, uh, gunny sacks. And we dropped us in there and we were small. and. In order to get out of there, we had to pack the wool. We had to pack the wool and get out of there. We were full of, we were full of, we were full of ticks, you know. And uh, so it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, but we had to do the job. So um, that's how I, I was raised, mostly with, uh, with sheep, you know, and working. Mr. Bellomino, I'm so glad you joined me today and you're sharing some of these stories with us. And, and I just think it's important for all of us to remember um, the, the history and especially, especially the agricultural history of this area and sheep were such a significant part of it. So as you know, you know, you and I like to sit down and visit and I, I'm always picking your brain about the old stories and the, the days when the sheep were more prevalent here. Um, during, I guess when the soldiers came back from World War II is really when we started to see a, a decline in the U.S. sheep industry and sheep numbers are still dropping. Um, and, and one of the things that you guys did in coming together was you developed um, specialty markets for, for the sheep in this area. And so the folks that still have sheep, they're surviving because of that, because our national um, sheep numbers are, are really low. And, and some of that was when the soldiers came back, um, they had been fed canned mutton. And so they came home and they didn't want to eat any more sheep. So the, there wasn't a demand for the sheep. And then the wool side of things, we started to see synthetic replacements. And so wool became 
there were cheaper alternatives and so people started to turn towards some of those cheaper things um so so we don't have the sheep in this area that we once did um we certainly have have a few herds now and and i'm so glad that we do because um from my perspective i think it's so important that we have local agriculture and and local things that um, benefit our economy and so um, i always cherish the stories and the time that you and i spend together when you talk to me about growing up around the the sheep and and being on the mountain with your dad when you were young tell me a little bit about that the the sheep we got we had a lot of sheep but when they started coming in the 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 ranchers started coming in and and started fencing us out you know fencing everybody out you know and taking the, the big chunks of land for the cows you know well, they started, and so w- w- the sheep started declining down, you know. Right. Uh, and like there's the, there's historically lots of conflicts between different groups in agriculture. Um, sometimes you'll, you know, the sheep and the cattle or, or farmers and, and different pieces of it fighting for water and those kind of things. And, and it's just important to respect our history on that and that there were those conflicts and, and that there were things were done differently at one time here. Um, but certainly when you were young, I remember you talking about going up and, and seeing sheep everywhere up on the mountains. Uh, yes, uh, we would see them especially up here in Cumbres, going to Cumbres there, right there on 64 and going to Cumbres. And uh, the sheep, you would see them there. And I used to go with my dad. And uh, there's a there's a, a small uh, cabin right down there going up to uh, Lobo, down to the right. It belongs to the, the uh, Mary Louise uh, uh, family uh, there, Nata. And, and that 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 uh, cabin right there is still there. You can see it, but down there, and we used to stay there with my dad and take care of the sheep up in the mountains, you know, and take care of the sheep and then bring them down down here to the to the ranch and take care of all, all, all of them there, you know. But that it started declining, and they fenced up. And I remember my mom used to uh, the sheep used to go through the fence, and they sent us there when we were small to pick up pieces of a wool from the fence to make uh, our mattresses. You know, we had mattresses wool. That was wool. The mattress were wool. Then they used to wash them in the springtime, and then uh, uh, we used to get the pe- uh, the pellets, and we used to all over to make money for to buy our clothes. We used to sell them for fifty cents to the chameros. Uh, they come for uh, fruit, which is to trade them. But we used to sell them for fifty cents, getting the sheep skins and cleaning them out, and to to to, to make money to buy our clothes. You know, at that time, we're all right. over doing that. Yes, yeah, yes. Right. And so I think I think you were the one that told me about um, a marker sheep. Sometimes there's a dark sheep in the white sheep, so that you can kind of keep count of of the herd. Is that your yes? <coughs> they usually have black sheep. I think there were 25 sheep. Uh, it, it's one. It was, I think it's one. It was one sheep for for a hundred sheep. Right. I think that's why that. And then my dad was a sheep herder and and and. Uh, Used to take care of the sheep, you not know, to count them. And then my dad was, uh, I used to tell, I tell him who's an accountant. And they tell me, uh, well, how are you as accountant? Why is he making good money? Well, he counted a thousand sheep every day. He was an accountant, you know, taking care of the sheep. But they had a, a sheep. If that one of the sheep, say you had 20 sheep, if one of those sheep were missing, the black sheep, that means there were 50 or 175 sheep were missing, they were out of the herd. The ganado, del ganado, you know, el ganado, todos los ganados que estaban ahí, all the sheep, you know. Right. They were missing. They knew. They, they, were, they knew. They knew they were missing. You know, yes. that's, that's such a neat yeah. way to me to, to, to yeah. look at keeping track of your keeping herd because it, as they're moving, it's hard to keep count. Yes. And, and so that idea of a marker sheep is, is just something that I think is, is really neat. 
Um, so let's visit a little bit about the culture around sheep. And, and so one of the things for me, um, Bellamino, in, in agriculture is while we're getting faster and technology is incredible, I, I hate to see us lose the culture that comes um, from agriculture. And, and just the other day I happened, I needed to visit with your cousin and I happened by and you guys were um, butchering a lamb and you shared burunyates with me. And, and I love that part of the culture around agriculture and, and the sheep. Why don't you visit a little bit about that? Yes, well, uh, well we used to eating sheep and uh, we never lost nothing from a sheep. The only thing we lost mostly, well, was a big intestines, you know, and, 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 and the feet from the sheep, but we used to preserve everything. We used to make borroñates uh, with uh, milk, the, the tripitas from the, from, the, from, the, from the lamb, you know, from the milk, the clean ones. We used to make borroñates, and then we made menudo, and then we had what is called, uh, uh, I don't remember what's the name of it, but you, you use that for, uh, for uh, and like from the cows to, to make uh, cheese. You, you use that, the cuajo, is called the cuajo, and, and uh, we use that and fill it up. My parents used to like grind meat and all that, put potatoes there, onions and, and, uh, and garlic and uh, oregano and, and, and eat it. We never lost nothing of the sheep. We always preserved it. And then we used, with the heart and the liver, we used to uh, picalo, small pieces, quarter, uh, quarter inch, and we used to cook it and put a little fat there from the, from, from, from the lamb. A little meat there, and then we get to make blood pudding. It's called blood pudding, the sangrejita. No, we preserve the sangrejita and make that where we're going to have supper. Uh, we butcher the lamb and have all those nice stuff from inside the lamb. So we grew up like that. It was it was around our culture. We still at it, and I still do it. When I butcher a chap, are you going to make sangrejita? Are you going to make borroñata? Are you going to make menudo and all that? So I do that. I still had two Saturdays ago, I had a chance to butcher. Uh, that's when we stage there for the archuletas, the carolinas there, archuletas there. And I butcher the lamb, and we preserve almost everything. And we ate, we joined, and then we uh, talked about the sheep, you know, where we were racing. I still do it, yes. I think that's so important. Do you think the younger generations are going to carry that tradition on, Bellamino? My grandkids know. Ezra and my grandkids, Ezra, yes, they know. They know how to butcher a, a lamb. They know how to butcher a deer. They know how to save the heart. They know how to do the sangrecita. They know how to do everything. I teach them. I teach them, you know. Right. Uh, I teach them. I teach them how to butcher them, be clean with them, you know. Use two knives when you're going to skin it. Uh, use one knife when you're going to wash them good. And, and then... Uh, don't run the sheep. Don't run the sheep. And when you hang him, always hang him. You always cut the hoofs so they can, the tendons will kind of loose up. So you won't get hard meat. But I teach my grandkids, they know how to butcher a lamb. Okay. You, yeah, let's butcher a lamb. They always call me. That's that's a tradition. It's a tradition here. Right. Like, and, and it is. And I, it's, I just think it's so important that we continue that tradition. Yes, it's, so it's very I important. I applaud you for making sure the grandkids, and, and I know all your grandkids, they're, they're wonderful um, kids. And so I'm, I'm just tickled that that is being shared with that next generation and um so going back to the to the sheep days um the train used to have play a really big role in the oh sheep the train there. yes i remember i was still here <coughs> when we were racing there and they used to get the sheep uh uh we used to bring the sheep from the from here from the low a whole bunch of sheep and then they used to separate them and they used to i remember when i was small i was still uh, seeing the train full of lambs full of lambs you know going some of them they used to take him to denver and then they used to take all the wool to Denver and, 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 and sell the, the, the lambs, seeing the full, full of lambs, and then they would take it over there. And then they, uh, Burns would charge a, a, 
our uh, ancestors and our and, and dad and mom they used to charge them there in the store and they say the wool's over there in in in, uh, in Denver we're going to sell it they already sold the wood the wool but but that time they uh, they they owe money to Burns you know they were in debt with Burns so if you could they could pay you what he did might say why don't you give me an acre or two acres of land to to us you know that's a, most of the people that's part of the land you know right but uh, right. and that's a sad mm-hmm. sad part of it. Um, and it seems like there's always that place where where there's transition sometimes in communities and and i hate to see us lose um, the historical pieces of it and and how um, that land has been in families for generations um, for sure and and then we also watched um, the sheep industry really kind of um, drop in the 80s we saw a lot of of um, imported sheep coming in from New Zealand and right. from Australia right. and that hurt us tremendously because yes. for whatever reason they could ship them over um, cheaper than our farmers and ranchers could raise them here and I, I'm i one of those that um, I feel like our, our country needs to be food sustainable. We have to raise the food in this country that we need. We don't want to bring it in cheaper from somewhere else because that makes us weak as a country. Um, but but during the 80s is when a lot was happening. That's when ganados. Yes, that's when ganados. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, pastores used to sell a lot of lambs. Right. A lot of lambs, and it's organic. It's called organic, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's very important to to raise to raise your own meat. You know, like uh, like you you raise cows, our own meat to, to raise, and gardens make gardens uh, raise our own vegetables and eat for, eat good from our from the from our gardens. We have plenty of water. We have plenty of land. Put these kids in, 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 instead of using that little tablet. Staying playing games, put him to 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 raise vegetables and and, and sheep and, and and goats, whatever it is. You know, we, we need it. We need still need it, and that's why there's a, there's too many fires now. Because years ago there'd be a, thousands of sheep here, and they used to graze. They go inside inside the sagebrush, the the, the oaks, and eat the, the small grass. Cows would eat it around. So there was less fires. Now they don't they don't graze. They don't they don't graze. You know, they're mostly elk. You know. Right. Uh, and, and cows, you know, they, they, it, it's very important to graze some sheep. Bring them back. I, you see them at 64. You, I went up to uh, to uh, to Rio Meros and I saw about a, a lot of sheep right there. They're grazing them there. And in Cajilon, uh, that's why it's a lot of land of that is beautiful because uh, there's sheep grazing there, you know. It keeps the, the, the... Yeah, you raise a really, really good point, Bellamino, about how valuable the, the different grazing species help. Um, in the the ecology and the health of of the mountainside and when we you know we start to say okay we don't want cattle we don't want sheep we don't want those kind of things up there because they they come with issues if they they can certainly lead to overgrazing or or incorrectly grazing if it's not uh, managed but they're such a tremendous fire suppression tool and uh, my hope is is that our community will will see that and we'll um, embrace the agriculture, the sheep and the cattle grazing um, that we do in this area because it does keep fire at bay. Yes. It's, it's really important. Look at goats. Goats, if you have a whole bunch of goats, look what's happening in California. They like beautiful trees, beautiful, but they don't, they don't graze. They don't graze the grass. You need to graze it. In, in not, uh, Mother Nature's going to take care of it. Fire will take care of it. 
Right. Like uh, this mounds are over here, a lot of mounds here. Now, you know, you have to stop putting uh, sheep and put some goats in there and, and cattle and, and, and eat the grass, you know, eat the grass. So we, we, can, we can save our land and save it from, from fires, you know, because we're losing a lot of land with fire. Look what happened in Mora, you know, right. what happened yeah, in Mora. And we don't want that to happen over here. You you're know? absolutely right. What happened in Mora is heartbreaking, and it could happen here. It could, it could happen could here. It could so easily happen here. So we have to come together as a community and, and start doing what we can to make sure that the entire landscape is is being managed for fire and so i'm so glad you brought that up is there anything else you want to and, visit and, and with? Uh, uh, about sheep you move yeah. them around you move right. them around you right. graze them here and then you move it to another part you move them around and they eat this and then you have them around in the forest you know like antonio has a, a shepherd's lamb he has about 700 sheep and he takes them up there and there are other people they have there we got, we got to buy Jackson permits, a thousand, a thousand permits, and you move them around so eat the grass all over. You know, a guy that used to work there in, in Cajilón in the lakes used to like to have the sheep around the lake, around the uh, Cajilón Lake, so they could eat all the small grass. Right. And, and uh, that that helps a lot. Yes. It, it does. It really does. What other childhood memories do you want to share with our listeners before we close out for the day? Uh, it was just uh, when I was a child. We just it's. Uh, it, it, I had to go to school. I went to go school to Pagosa. I came here to school to Chama to the seventh grade. Uh, Chonla Briar passed away uh, uh, last, last year. I mean this year. And and uh, and um, Cardo Cardo um, Gallegos passed away. He was must buy must bus driver, you know. But uh, we have to teach this generation. You know, this generation we have to teach them and uh, uh, do something. You know, like us. You know, we're. We're growing up, you know. We all were growing up. We were uh, uh, teenagers, of course. We were teenagers. We were to dance and all that. You know, we used to get in trouble, but we used to enjoy and and work at the same time. We had to work, make our chores. You know, my dad would put us to work, and Saturdays and Sundays was ours to go to the dance, whatever it was. Where we were growing up, you know. But work had had to be done. We had to get up early and sweep the snow around the house so the water wouldn't come in and 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 take care of our sheep, take care of animals. That when we were growing up, we had to do that. That was very important, you know. Right. And then I used to sell worms. I used to sell, everybody sell worms for fishing. We started with a penny a, a worm, and then five cents a dozen, and then Cooper's down there. We had to get a thousand, a dozens of worms, to ten cents a dozen, you know. Everybody sell worms to make for, to, for, uh, to, to buy clothes, to buy shoes, to buy shirts, to help our, our parents, you know. Right. They didn't make that much money, but we all sold worms. We all were uh, doing something, you know. I think that yes. that uh, family spirit is is so valuable, and I always just treasure the opportunity to visit with you, Mr. Bellamino. And I appreciate you I coming should, in and sharing I, some I, with our, our I, listeners thank today. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, and I like to talk to people. I like to share my knowledge, you know, with everybody. Uh, talk to young generation, talk to people. They ask me questions. I talk to them. Uh, my mother used to say, "Don't ask for years. Don't ask for years. Why don't you ask like Solomon? Uh, knowledge, knowledge. You know, get knowledge. Share your knowledge. Share." And I'm also a fisherman. I'm a fisherman. I, I go get my omega three from the river, you know, and uh, uh, I'm also. Yes. Well, well, we treasure you in in this community, and I'm so glad you came in and shared your story this morning.